Hey, we're back. Welcome everyone to the Hecate's Door podcast. Welcome back. Hopefully y'all have a good time. And if you celebrate the 4th of July, hope you have a good one. I don't. Eh, I it's okay. have a horrible time. Remember, if you need fireworks, don't hold them. They will explode. You mean don't be a fucking idiot? You'd be surprised. No, I, yeah, people are fucking idiots. But not all, not all people. They're smart. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We're part of a cult. Yeah. This is a cult. Yeah. Welcome to the cult, guys. You're all joining now. Yeah. You're all part of it. Get over it. Men, women, and everything in between. Welcome to the cult. All right. So, what are we talking about today? The bold. Bodman or Bodman? Bottom. The Lake Bodom murders. Bodom? Bodom. Like like the band. The band? Children of Bodom. That's a band? Yeah, you ever heard about that? No. Bro. Are they a heavy metal band or? Bro, how are you going to be this gay? I'm sorry. (laughs) Nathan, show me the children of Bodom. I thought you you knew. I I mean, it sounds familiar. I just don't know. They're classic, too. Damn. How old are they? Uh, probably like almost 30 years old at this point, I think. Damn. You know what that makes them, right? What? Dad Rock. That is... I thought it was Trivium. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where Trivium got some of their influence. They're like one of the... But that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I like him. <clears throat> okay. So. Now I know. Now I'm educated. Now you know you're an educated man. So yes, yeah. we're talking about the Lake Bottom murders. Murder. Murder? Murder who? You. Cool. Okay, so... The Lake Bodom murder case is an unsolved murder case from Finland in 1960. We're going way back. Way back. And it's one of the country's <clears throat> biggest unsolved mysteries. To this day, though there were a few suspects, we still have no more of an idea today who was responsible for this than they did in 1960. But this is an odd and chilling case regardless. It's kind of kind of similar to the um, there's like two of them. There's the Dilatov Pass one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the other one that I always forget the name. Oh, the Donner Party. Oh, it's kind of similar to those. They get eaten. Uh, they get murdered. Ah, oh. but while camping. But no cannibalism. Uh, no, unfortunately, it's not quite as crazy as that Dang. one. But it's pretty similar. They don't talk to me about this if it doesn't involve cannibalism. I told you, I'm only here for the cannibal. Exactly. Uh, On June 4th, 1960. I, okay, so I'm just going to say that I'm not going to pronounce any of these right, so uh, get over it. (laughs) We don't even try anymore. (laughs) We don't. It's hard, okay? Seppo Boysman and Nils Gustafsson both 18 and their girlfriends Myla Bjorklund and Anya Maki both 15 so I mean it was the 60s 
But that's... Yeah. Still, mm. by today's standards, not so good. D- unfortunately, it depends on who you ask. But hey, they're dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just talking about them like they're total shit people. <laughs> I'm sure they were fine-ish. I'm sure they were fine. Uh, the four were out near Lake Bodum, about 12 and a half miles away from the city of Espoo. Espoo? Espoo. Out for a weekend camping trip. Nice, nice. Sounds fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They made s'mores. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that great they views. They had a uh, underage orgy. Ooh. And then they, uh, then they met Jason. And then, and then they met Jason. <laughs> He's like... Turns out Jason Voorhees is everywhere. He is. I Maybe. mean, if he can get from Crystal Lake to Manhattan... Oh, he took around a boat. Yeah, a boat that goes through... You, how does it get through a lake to an ocean? It's the same boat. I'm assuming it just followed a pass that connected Crystal Lake to the ocean. I don't think it works that way. I don't Especially know. for a giant cruiser. Yeah, you're right. That does make no sense. Whatever. I don't think they I don't think they gave a shit at that point. No, they did it. Sometime around eleven AM the following morning, a man named Esco Orvai John Johnson I think it's like Johansson. Johansson discovered the deceased bodies of Maki, Bjorklin, and Boisman and the injured but still alive Gustafsson lying on top of the collapsed tent and alerted the police. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. What a thing to find when you're just, like, out hiking. Like, oh, man, nature's great. And remember, uh, it's always the hikers and the joggers that find the bodies. They're the ones who go where no one else will. Yeah, so you gotta hiking. be careful. That's why so, you don't hike. No, that's why you do hike. I can't wait to discover a murder scene. No, that's why you just plan it out. And whoever knows you. I didn't see anything. Don't follow advice from us, people. We're terrible at this. True. Investigators determined that they had been attacked on time between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. That's a two-hour gap. Hmm, a lot could happen in that two-hour gap. Yeah, being killed. Yeah, surprisingly, huh? It was deduced that the attacker did not enter through the tent, but attacked through the side of it with a knife and a blunt object. Though neither other weapon had been found. The killer had also taken the keys to their motorcycles... But had left the, the motorcycles behind. I guess he just wanted the keys. He wanted shiny things. Shiny. Gustafsson's shoes were also hidden about a half a mile from the murder site. The site was never blocked off from the public, allowing other officers, press, and citizens to walk through, possibly contaminating evidence. Of course, of course. I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, every time we cover something from, like, you know, like the 60s or back, they don't block off the crime scene. They never do. Like, how is that not a thing that people thought about? Like, hey, maybe we shouldn't let people just trample through here while we're trying to figure out what happened. I don't know. Uh, Bjorklund, who was Gustafsson's girlfriend, seemed to have far worse injuries than the other two, and was found stripped from the waist down and stabbed multiple times after death. Ouch. So the others got blunt for it. Like, they got hit and they got cut and stabbed. She got hit, cut and stabbed. I guess raped. I don't know why else your pants would be off. Maybe he, they tried to rape her, but it failed. Probably. Yeah. And then, I actually, that would make sense because then she just got stabbed like a, I think they said it was like over 20 times. Yeah. Post-mortem. Ow. That's, yeah. That hurts. So. I mean, you're dead, so. 
Yeah, thankfully. Uh, so that's a little interesting that she got the worst out of all of it. Yeah. Now we move on to a suspect list. I gotta lie, I don't think even if I knew how to pronounce his name, I'd still fuck it up. I, I think it's we're gonna go, we're gonna say it's Penty Soinenen. 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 How do you pronounce it? It's probably not, but it's how we're gonna pronounce it. <laughs> Penty had uh, co- confessed to a cellmate that in the mid sixties that he had been responsible for the murder. And though he did live close to the murder site during the time of the murder, he would have been 14 years old. While not completely completely impossible, it would make him being the killer very improbable as well. The 14-year-old, I mean, the two girls were 15. Yeah. But there was two of them and then two 18-year-old boys. So I would... I say not impossible because, you know, element of surprise, it was somewhere between four and six in the morning, so they're probably all asleep. Dude. I mean, if he went to the guys first, maybe, but he probably didn't know. Yeah, because it said he just went into the tent, so. Yeah. I doubt it. In 1969, he would hang himself on the night's anniversary of the murders. Which is really weird. Yeah. Because if he didn't do it, I mean, that's quite the coincidence. True, true. Our second suspect, Carl Vladimir... Valdemar. 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 It is Valdemar. I said that wrong. Valdemar Gleistrom. 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 We're just going to call him Carl. 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 Why did you do it, Carl? Carl seemed to be the most popular suspect. Many people in the area seemed to dislike claiming he was very angry and violent towards campers. He was a to threaten them and throw rocks and even cut down tents. He also apparently drunkenly confessed to the murders to his neighbors that he would deny that claim. He was just a regular Oscar the Grouch of the campgrounds. Of course. Get out of here, kids. You ain't camping on these campgrounds. I ain't standing for it. No. Days after the murder, he was seen pouring concrete into a well in his backyard, though that claim was never investigated, which is a little sus. Definitely sus. sus. His wife provided him with an alibi for the night of the murders, claiming he had been in bed with her, though she would later recant her statement, as she said Carl had threatened her to not implicate him for the murders. So, not good. Either way, this man probably needs to be in jail for something. Yeah, probably. Whether he did or did not, I get the feeling he needs to be in jail. Yeah. I mean, he's dead by now, but still. Yeah. There were some locals who later said they saw Carl returning home during the morning of the murder, but were too afraid of him to call police. Carl, too, would commit suicide by drowning in 1969. Damn. Yeah. Why are they up that early? That's what I want to know. Why are they up that early? I don't know, maybe they were farmers or some shit. Actually, that might be it. Next is Osman. Hans Assman. My name's Osman. Hans Osman. That's a good last name. Is that even how you say it? I mean, it's probably like Osman. But, you know. Yeah. Hans Assman. How you doing there, Hans (laughs) Assman? On June 6, 1960, Hans arrived at a hospital in... Helsinki, with uh, tattered and bloody clothes, dirty fingernails, and speaking incoherently. 
while in the waiting room, Hans would pretend to pass out and the attempt to seem to be seen sooner. And when that didn't work, he became loud and violent until he was forced to leave. <laughs> I love that. Like, no. I'm you're... bleeding over. Ugh. No. No one. Bitch. I'm passed out over here. I don't know. You seem pretty alert for some of the fast. Fuck out. you. Get the fuck I out. I just killed four people. I mean, what? We're not treating you. Get the fuck out. I'm not treating you to this dick. I don't want your micro penis. It's strong. Sure it is, awesome. Sure it is, ass man. That's why your name is Ass Man, isn't it? <laughs> That's because I'm an ass man. <laughs> there had been a claim made by two boys out bird watching on the morning of the fifth, in which they said they saw a blonde man leaving from the direction of the murder of the murder site. And Hans had blonde hair fitting the boy's description, as well as the clothes he'd entered the the hospital with also fit the boy's description. After this information became public, Hans completely shaved his head. <laughs> Oof. What are you talking about? I, I, I ain't blonde. What are you fucking stupid? <laughs> See, I'm bald. I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't got no hair. Ain't no fucking hair, but you fucking idiot. Get the fuck out of here. That's very suspicious. Very. Hans had a home near the Lake Bodum area, and during the time of the murder, many reported him to be acting very strange at the time. Though, I take it Hans was always a very strange man. Yeah, probably. Authorities believe that he had something to do with the murder, even if not directly. Though no solid evidence had ever been found, police also linked Hans to four different unsolved murders in Finland. Jesus. One of which had been the murder of a 17-year-old Auli Kiliki. Sorry. I am sorry. In 1953, which is uh, probably like their second biggest uh, unsolved case. Jesus. And now we get to the final uh, suspect, which is kind of crazy. Let's see if y'all remember this name. No, it's Gustafin. The man who was left alive. Oh, oh shaggy. <laughs> Gustafsson limited the amount, limited uh, account of the attack and being the only one left alive, left them as a suspect on the back burner to police. He claimed to get a glimpse of their killer saying only that he had been dressed in all black and seemed to have bright red eyes. By doing the initial investigation, he had been left as just a victim. Until now. Then in 2004, after a new DNA discovery, Finnish police reopened the case. Gustafsson's shoes, which had been found near the murder site, had traces of blood from the three victims. Police also believed whoever the attack, whoever the killer had been, were wearing the shoes during the murders. Imagine dusting this shit off back in fucking 2004. I know, right? Like, that's crazy. I mean, I think Finland's one of the places that have, like, low murder rates and shit. Yeah. Which has got to be crazy, though. There's not that many people dying to where you're like, how about we uh, dust off that case from the 60s? Probably. Yeah, here it's just like, we can't... The 60s? There's like 800 murders today. Basically. The running theory was that Gustafsson had exploded in a fit of rage over something involving his girlfriend and attacked everyone, most likely in their sleep. This theory would explain both how he survived with minor injuries and why Bjorklund had received much worse injuries than the other two. Checks out. Yep. 
During his trial in 2005, the prosecution argued that the lack of his own blood on his shoes and his injuries seeming to have been inflicted at a later time than the murders were was a little sus. Just a little. Slow. Though with the inconclusive evidence and no clear motive, he was acquitted. No. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Exactly. And unfortunately, that's all we have. It's still unsolved. No one knows nothing. Yeah, just about almost every unsolved, unsolved murder. That's the that's the uh, unfortunate part about covering unsolved shit. Is there's like it ends without an end. There is no climatic finish. I think the only end that you could really have is that anyone involved with it at this point is dead. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that means they lived out a long life, probably. But yeah, you never know. Maybe dead. they died too. Yeah. Maybe they. Some maybe. Way. I don't know. Who do you think did it? No, Neil seems to be a pretty good suspect. Right? Like, it's... I mean, it's coincidental. I don't... Like, maybe the attacker was like, bruh, this one, though. I'm gonna take a little extra time with this one. They do that. You yeah. Know? Maybe, maybe his little micro dick didn't have enough stamina for both. Could be. Uh, but it is a little sus that his girlfriend was the one that got all the extra attacking and he was left alive. With not so very deep wounds. Yeah, he only had... He had, if I remember right, I think it was like some scrapes and cuts. I think the worst is like a fracture on his skull. That's it. Yeah, no, he, he did not get very, uh, very... I don't know what you call it. He, didn't, he wasn't very badly injured. Yeah. It was... I don't think they were defensive wounds, but they could have been considered defensive wounds. I think a lot of people think he just did it to himself. Like, like, you know, every bad guy in Scream at the end where they're just, like, running into the wall with a knife and, like, beating themselves. It's like, do this to me and I'll do that to you. And we'll seem like the heroes. I'm getting a little woozy, man. <laughs> but, oh, Scream. Yeah. I think if it wasn't him, it was probably Ass Man. Yeah. I mean, if you're being linked to four other fucking... Murders. Uh, yeah, murders. One of which was like Finland's second biggest unsolved case. And you shave your head immediately after it was released that it might have been a blonde man who attacked them. He's just like, couldn't have been me. I ain't blonde. I'm bald. Pretty sure majority of the people over there are blonde, though. That is true. I There is a lot more dark-haired people over in like those areas than you would think, though. True, true. I think... All four involved had dark hair. Uh, I don't know if they dyed it. I mean, it was the 60s. I don't really know how prevalent hair dye was back then. Unfortunately, this wasn't the 90s, so we can't tie it to, like, black metal or anything. Two. Uh, but, yeah. It was probably one of those two. Yeah. It was just, yeah, so. Nah. But we'll never know. They're all dead anyway, so even if we find out, can't really do anything about it. Was well, a ghost medium when you need one. Um, fake and scamming people. Let's get Zach Baggins on this. Oh yeah, let's get Zach Baggins. <laughs> he's he's gonna solve all of our problems. He's gonna go in the forest, pull out his little fucking spirit box, which, by the way, how are you gonna sit there and be like, you know this thing that we haven't proven is real yet? Well, we know that this thing interacts with this. Like, bro, how, how are you gonna say that you spirits interact with with radio frequencies you don't even know those are real true true it's like it's like going out on a bigfoot hunt and being like well it's a scientific fact that bigfoots love fuego 
So I'm going to leave this open ball of fuego. <laughs> I don't know if Bigfoot was a juggler, but it makes sense. <laughs> That's why he's never around. That's why he's always whoop whooping. Yep. Whoop whoop. <laughs> this is a mating call. I'm pretty sure if you go to a fucking ICP concert, you're going to see a few people that might be Bigfoot. I think you're Bigfoot in disguise, aren't you? Like, whoop whoop. Nope. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I like Fuego, man. I don't want to tell you. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Well, I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later. Not Bigfoot. Yeah, not Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot. Come back to my my tent later. Not Bigfoot. Let me see the big feet. <laughs> Let me see the big feet. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that was today's episode. That was the link, but we didn't know it is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry we're doing so much true crime. If you don't like true crime that much, uh, it's just the most interesting things I can find at the moment. I have ideas, but they're very... I don't want to rush them. I think we... Uh, I think I want us to cover the, the black metal murder. Oh, yeah. The, the chaos. Euronymous. Yeah. Just because that'd be fun. Yeah. We can talk about metal and true crime at the same time. Boop, 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 boop. No, don't summon the juggalo back. <laughs> just open the door. Like, I heard a whoop. I brought the fuego. Okay, you guys have a good time. Go fuck yourselves. Take care and have a happy 4th of July. You celebrate it. If you don't, hopefully you have a fun day today. I hope you have a horrible... Actually, this is going to come out after 4th of July. Ah, shit. Never mind then. Yeah, this is going to come out like at the end of the week. Ah, hope you guys had a happy 4th. I don't know how many of you live in the U.S. Try Those of you that don't, mess. don't try mess. It's bad try for you. Try it. You know you want to. No, don't. Look at the shiny tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs>